Hello and welcome to the Inspire Your Life podcast series. I am your host, Arthi Wabi Krisun, and I am the founder and MD of Prerna Advisory, based in South Africa. My philosophy and that of my business is to inspire others to make step changes that changes their lives purposefully and productively. Therefore, I coach, consult, capital raise and partner with all you crazy, beautiful people in the world to make that happen. Joining me on the show today is Joelle Crawford. She is a certified professional career coach, certified virtual presenter, and also a leadership development consultant at Crawford Leadership Strategies. Prior to her consulting career, Joelle supported professionals within all functional groups for over 18 years at Verizon Wireless in the areas of employee relations, staffing, professional mentoring, and even L&D training. She's facilitated leadership development courses and has been a keynote speaker. And her career advice features regularly on Forbes, Newsweek, The Wall Street Journal, and The Huffington Post, to name a few. Joelle also hosts a television show and podcast called Career View Mirror. I love that name, Joelle. She's the co-author of the Amazon best-selling book, Speaking My Truth, presented by Cheryl Wood, where she shares her personal story of how to rise from the ashes of burnout. You are such a multi-talented woman, Joelle. Such a pleasure to have you on the show today. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me on, Arthi. This is so exciting. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm equally excited and we're so lovely for us to connect via the Forbes Coaches Council. So it's amazing, you know, how we can actually meet and, and participate in these sort of things hey, across the continents. Yes. <laughs> well, I've just given a little, a very small introduction to yourself. I would love it if you could share more about yourself with us and the listeners, JL. Oh, yeah. So um, personally, I was born and raised in New Jersey in the United States and um, moved about all over the place um, for work and ultimately ended up back here in New Jersey. I never thought I'd be coming back, but we ultimately landed back in um, a a different part of New Jersey, Uh um, in South Jersey, right outside of Philadelphia. Um, I I uh, I've been married for about four years. We just celebrated our four year anniversary. Oh, congratulations! Wonderful. Thank you. I, I still like to say we're newlyweds. Yes, you know? of course. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so it's it's um, me and my husband, and we bought a house um, two years ago here in South Jersey, outside of Philadelphia. And um, I I've had a lot of fun doing the things that have been bringing me joy. I'm a singer and songwriter, uh, so I like to. <laughs> Sing and um, write music that's been on um, some international radio charts, which uh-huh. is fun. And yes. I also like to act. So I wow. like to do stage acting as well as film and 
um, television. And I'm excited. I'm in a in a film right now, like uh, be doing uh-huh. background work in a film that's coming out on Netflix. So I'm really excited about oh. that. So really finding joy, finding her joy. So yeah. it's, it's really exciting to do all those things. Um, so I really love um, being able to spend time with family and friends. Yesterday, um, we had a big party at our house uh, for the holiday. And mm-hmm. so it was nice to see family and friends oh, um, around the pool. So yeah, yeah that's, that's a little bit about me. Oh, beautiful. Like I said, multi-talented, multi-faceted woman, so creative. And I know you've been on a bit of a journey over this past year when we had initial discussions. You know, the, mm-hmm. pan- the pandemic hit, it's in the middle of lockdowns. There's so much going on, both on a professional and a personal basis. Maybe share with us, what was what was 2020 like and the start of 2021 for you? Ooh, you know, I would like to think that 2020, I, I was like, this is going to be my year. And uh-huh. I, I know that you as a, as a solopreneur feel the same way. I had yep. secured a whole bunch of clients. Mm-hmm. I had all these speaking gigs and coaching gigs. And um, I was certifying folks because that's also I train other trainers yep. to train yep. courses. And I was uh, I was on fire. I was also doing my first performance, my first onstage performance. Um, I was in a musical, the Who's Tommy, and I had like a dream role. And so all of this stuff was great. I was like, 2020 is going to be my year. And then the bottom fell out, you Uh know, the pandemic hit. And I was still traveling, kind of just not thinking that it was going to get to America as quickly as it did. Mm -hmm. Um, But I remember the day that everything shut down and literally everything started shutting down work-wise too. And I started freaking out about what was going to happen to all this business that I was losing. Mm -hmm. Um, So there was a lot of anxiety and fear um, and then opportunity. So luckily my network came through and I was able to uh, um, find opportunities to keep the business afloat. Um, Yeah, but I was starting to pick things out of desperation instead of inspiration. And that was my downfall. I see. And and, and, uh, did that actually exacerbate any sort of issues around stress and overwhelm Mm. and burnout because you weren't doing things that were inspiring you? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, like in the moment, you know, when you're feeling desperate and, um, you know, uh, feeling like everything is, is, is running away from you, that Mm -hmm. you're, you're losing control. Um, you cling more to to things in your control. Um, and you don't, you're not really thinking clearly. You're Mm -hmm. asking, you're not asking the questions that are going to better serve you. And that's what I, I didn't ask the right questions, um, Mm. that would have, would have helped me assess whether that, that contract that I took on was going to be um, something that really, again, inspired me or, or, uh, or soon to be expired me. It was really, it was mm-hmm. sucking a life out of me. Um, and I started to um, just not, I poured so much because I was so desperate of, about this contract that yes. I poured so much of myself into the work that I started avoiding and um, ignoring some signs and signals like migraine and okay. eye strain and fatigue. And okay. um, yeah, so there were a lot of healthy health warning signs that right. happened. 
it was an all too familiar situation because okay. I've experienced those before, but okay. I, I thought, well, you know, I'm running my own business, so this can't be burnout because, right. you know, that was just, you know, because of corporate work and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of denying the fact that I, my body was sending me signals to, to, um, that this was not a good place to be in. Um, but I just was so laser focused on making sure I made the money, you know, that I made yes. up that money that I was losing. Yeah. So, you know, that was actually something that was going through my mind in terms of, you know, if the signals were looking the same, but what was you focusing on? And you've just said, you know, you're focusing on keeping your business afloat and making sure everything is working smoothly in this very, very difficult economic time. So, yeah, I I can only imagine how that must have been for you in that space, you know, where you've got a contract that you've taken on, but it's not what you need. Uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of what you need, but not really what you want to be doing. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but that's interesting because now you're in this burnout zone and, mm-hmm. you know, your mindset is so laser focused, as you've said, did it alter, you know, the sort of space that you were in, in terms of, you know, what you would normally bring to a contract or to the work that you were doing? Did you notice something different? The way you oh, were responding. Yeah. Um, okay. You, you know, I think I noticed, you know, as burnout is creeping into your brain, <laughs> and this is yeah. a warning sign for everyone listening, yes. you have lack of clarity. There's, there's, you're not thinking clearly. I was confused. I couldn't make decisions very mm-hmm. carefully, okay. you know, um, very analysis. I, I think analysis paralysis is a word I like, the term I like to use. Uh, yes. I was just kind of, spinning my wheels kind of, you know, um, not be running around in circles, not really being able to, to think as clearly as I needed to be. Mm. Um, and I think I was thinking more of the client instead of myself. Mm-hmm. I think that's also something that you or others need to pay attention to yeah. when you're experiencing burnout is that you're not paying attention to the most important person, which is you. Um, you are the vehicle of being able to do what it is that you're doing. And so you should be asking questions that serve you yes. so that you can serve others better. And that was not happening. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. So, so, I mean, obviously that's not happening. You're in this sort of zone of, I still need to get this done. When, when did, when did the, when did the resilience kick in to say, well, mm. things are not going right here. I need to do something. Yeah. You know, I think the, the, the my rock bottom moment, I really like to call it, yes. was when I was um, I was on these calls with my my client with the contract. And from I was on the phone from probably 7 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. each day. Mm-hmm. And I was sick. Um, I was working, you know, with these migraines and mm-hmm. having all kinds of issues. And my husband literally cut me off. Like I was in the middle of a conference call, mm-hmm. another conference call on top of conference calls, and he shut the Wi-Fi off. Okay. He like literally wow. shut it down yeah. because he's like, you are not taking breaks. And I go, but my clients need me. He goes, I need you. Mm-hmm. And that was where the resilience kicked in. That was like yeah. the moment that triggered my recovery. He goes, you, I need you. I need yeah. you to be healthy. I need you to be well. I need you here with me. Um, And if you're not better, he goes, if you're thinking about your clients, if you're not better and taking care of yourself, you're not going to be able to help take care of your Mm -hmm. clients. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to be too sick. He's like, I need you here. 
Exactly. Oh, that, but that is brilliant. I mean, it was an intervention. <laughs> That's yes. exactly what it was. <laughs> it was literally, and he literally cut the wi- He's an IT person. He's an wow. IT professional. Wow. So he cut the Wi-Fi off. Yeah. Goodness. Goodness. If, if ever there was a pattern break, this was it. So, I mean, you must have thought, <laughs> what's going on? But then, you know, thankfully you were listening to what he was saying. And he was obviously, you know, very, very candid with you to say, you know, beyond the clients, let's think about you know, us as a couple, us as a family, and the fact that we need each other as well. So that's so interesting, because when that happened, then I'm so curious to know, you know, that that what did you kind of do next in terms of like that resilience kicking in? What what were some of the things that you started to change as a result of? Oh, wow. Yeah, I had to start creating boundaries. Mm -hmm. And um, that was huge for me to Mm -hmm. to to create those boundaries. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I have this four-step process that I, I walk people through, walk my clients through, walk, you know, through in presentations, okay. and it's, it's, it's basically stepping back and reflecting. That's the first, it's called the rise process, uh, methodology. Okay. And the first is R, reflect. So I had to take a step back and think, what got me here? Mm. Well, how did I get to this place where the Wi-Fi is getting cut off, where I'm having these awful, you know, headaches, what's mm-hmm. causing these headaches? What is my body trying to tell me? And what can I do to um, gain more control over this client that was really controlling me versus right. vice, vice versa? Right. So I started to reflect about it and identify what those things were that needed to change. Mm-hmm. And so I started creating boundaries. I, I told the client I would not be working any time past a certain hour. I think mm-hmm. uh, six o'clock was my cutoff time, mm-hmm. you know, st- regularly sitting with my husband and spending um, quality time with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, no devices, you know, no nudges from anyone. And also sharing with the people I was working with that this, this is, these were the times I was available and to not reach. If you reach me after these hours, then you're not going to get a response until the next morning. Mm-hmm. So it was that kind of thing that I did. And I wanted to strategize ways to be better, like to have more life in my life instead Mm -hmm. of all work. So I created a schedule of, of when I was off and spending time with my husband, that I also was able to take breaks and swim in the new pool that we had installed. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. And um, reach out to friends, even if it meant scheduling a reminder in my calendar to um, call my friends or to call my doctors. I was avoiding going to the doctor, Arthi, because I didn't want to bother anyone. It was the middle of the COVID pandemic. Yeah. You know, they're, all of our healthcare workers were focused on, you know, healing those who needed it, you know, yes. intensely. Yes. I didn't want to bother anyone. So I strategized it. I, I actually asked people for help yeah. and then I executed it. That's the biggest piece, the mm. E, you know, executing and taking action right. and not just saying, oh, this would be nice to, to um, take a break or this would be nice to, um, you know, um, offboard some of this and delegate some of the things that I was taking on to other people. Um, But then I needed to, you know, really get the rubber to meet the road and and, and execute that and stand in my power and really stand strong in it, not waver. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I love how you actually went through this um, this methodology, the Rise methodology. I mean, it's it's simple but very powerful. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm just wondering, can can one use this like for any sort of stressful circumstance? You know, if it's because it's so simple to to sort of you know understand that we need to take that step back, um, you know, and all of those things. Oh, yes. I would say even, um, you know, I'm a card carrying anxiety person. I have general anxiety disorder. You know, it's my superpower. It sometimes pushes me to get things done, but it also can get in the way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think rising can also help if you're feeling extreme moments of anxiety by just Mm -hmm. sitting back, reflecting, take a breath. Mm -hmm. Remember that, you know, as you're breathing, that you're remembering and identifying that you still have work to do, that you're still here. And then strategizing, what do you need right now in this moment? Like, Mm -hmm. what do I need? Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's also great emotional intelligence, you know, self-regulation, you know, emotional intelligence tool. Mm -hmm. You know, what do I need right now? What am I feeling and what do I need? Mm -hmm. What would make me feel better in this moment? And then executing, if it means taking a break, if it means going off camera from your 5,000th Zoom call, um, it's, it's really all about those little four steps you can do in the moment to to help yourself with anxiety or or stress um, action planning and goal setting is it's a great tool for that as well as in coaching you know mm-hmm. I, I leverage it in my coaching sessions yeah. um, and if you are a leader with people you can use it in your coaching sessions with your own team and your direct reports mm-hmm. um, and helping them take a step back and being more collaborative and supportive in that way so there's there's a whole bunch of different ways that you can use the RISE uh, methodology um, in stressful circumstances, even if you're having like a, a, a hard conversation with someone and you're, you know, uh, maybe your direct report has a performance issue that mm-hmm. you need to mm-hmm. approach. You can use the RISE methodology for that as well. Oh, I love that. I love that we could use, you know, something as simple as this in all of these different contexts. I mean, it like I said, it's just so easy for someone to remember this and to understand that, oh goodness, I'm I'm being triggered here. I know all of, you know, some of the signals that I'm experiencing and, and here's something that I can quickly try and do um, to help get me into a better frame of mind. So thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And, and how's the how's the process been for you since, you know, where are you at now? <laughs> Tell us more. You know, um, I, you know, I, like I mentioned before, this is my second time going yeah. through this. So, you yeah. know, I was kind of like, oh man, you know, I've, I've done it again. You know, like I've, I've kind of, what what's going on here? Lightning yeah. striking in the same place, place twice. Yeah. You know, I think that it's being careful with yourself and, and, and gentle with yourself yeah. and saying, okay, we've been through this before. What can I do differently? You know, and I I think that's also in the identify portion of things. What can I, you know, here I am. It's okay. You know, I'm, I'm realizing it now. Maybe it's taken a bit of time to kick Mm -hmm. in, Mm -hmm. but um, you know, I think it's, it's important to be gentle with yourself and remember, you know, it's, remember how, how far you've come. I think that's the biggest thing I've come this far. You know, maybe it's been bumpy and rocky, but, you know, I can get further. I can make it through this. I've been through this before. I've survived burnout once. I can do it again. It's going to take some different strategies to do that. So I can do this. I've been through this before and I can do it again. I love that. And do you think there's some explicit reminders that we could 
sort of put in place when, you know, like you said, you know, sometimes it can happen again. It comes upon us. We don't even know it. But is this something Mm -hmm. that maybe could kind of say, hey, hang on here. This is happening again. And I need to remind myself that actually Mm -hmm. things are going to be okay. Is is there something like that that you would suggest? I think what's really helpful for me is to have different little, I want to call them like little talismans, you know, that to keep you focused on your values, keeping your values close to you. If it's, it's a visual, you know, like a picture of your family or your friends or a loved one. Um, Or it could be, you know, I have a little stone on my desk that says gratitude um, or cards or, or, um, audio, you know, listening to perhaps making a little voice note of yourself or reminding Mm -hmm. you, Hey, you've Mm -hmm. been here before you can do this again, maybe a motivational um, voice note. So there are different things, but I, I truly believe about keeping your, your values close to you so that you can visually see it. Or if you, you know, if you are not Excited. Maybe there's something tactile um, yes. that reminds you of your values. Um, you know, something that keeps your senses alert to remind you of that. I have a bracelet um, that my cousin gave me that says, "You got this," oh. and you know, it's just a, a, a it's just a wonderful reminder, and it's mm. on my arm, and it's it's pressed into metal you know it's just this little inspirational bracelet and it's pressed into metal so I sometimes I could just feel the letters you know that say you got this um just to keep those values close oh that's beautiful beautiful like you said it's those it's those talismans those reminders that we can actually put in place so that when we are feeling low or when we're feeling those triggers coming on we've got something that we could visually spot or touch Mm -hmm. something to sensorily engage us to remind mm-hmm. us that actually, you know what, things are going to be okay. And let's, yeah. let's go through the process. Okay. I, I really love that. Yeah, and you know, the, I know at this point in time, you were going into this hybrid working format and I know listeners are sort of, you know, not sure how to navigate this. So that's adding to the stress. It's adding to yes. potentially latent burnout that's going to manifest later. What would mm-hmm. your sort of key advice be to, to all of us that are listening in about, you know, how can we actually manage what's to come? And and if we're in the spot now as well, how can we manage this burnout that we're going through? You know, I think the best thing to do is to manage the now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a, a lot of times when we're experiencing burnout, um, we're still cranking into the future, right? So a lot, a lot of the anxiety is about what's going to happen when I get to the office or yes. what's going to happen when I'm, you know, this future thinking or what happened before, you know, maybe yes. even the trauma of having to leave immediately, yes. you know, and, and all of that in the past. But what can I focus on right now that's going to make me feel calm? Um, you know, what is it that I'm like, even just being more present in meetings or listening to your body, being Mm -hmm. more present in your body, just Mm -hmm. taking some time out. If you can, can get five minutes, you know, blocking your calendar out, um, instead of filling that air in your calendar with more meetings, um, what can I do right now? Maybe it means just taking a five minute walk. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, if you're working from home one day that week, changing your commute, um, you know, I learned this from another colleague, she, you know, her commute was an hour long or a half oh, hour goodness. long. So she listened to a podcast, a motivational podcast and walked around the block a little bit mm-hmm. so that she still got that 
commute vibe going um, as she's walking. So being present, focusing on what you can do right now in this moment. It doesn't matter what's going to happen when you go. You'll deal with it. You'll know you'll deal with it when you deal with it. But what can you control right now? Mm. Focus on the now. Yeah, center center on the moment because that's the mm-hmm. other thing we tend to miss out on the moment, the current, yeah. the present. Um, yes, because we're thinking so far ahead or we're stuck in the past, and that's yes. never a great place to be. Ah, that that's right. very important. Thank you for that reminder as well, Joya. <laughs> um, and you know, obviously, um, um, there's so much that's going on with you. Uh, maybe just give us some highlights of what you're busy with and what's to come from Joyelle for the rest of the year and into 2022. Oh, well, I'm really excited about what's happening, uh, what's going on, Arthi. I'm just finished uh, writing my very first book. How exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, The title of the book is called Show Your Ask, and it's using your voice to advocate for yourself and your career. Mm, mm, Beautiful, beautiful, powerful. Powerful. Yeah, I think so. I think people are going to really, it's going to resonate. Um, uh, a lot of times whenever I'm, I'm facilitating or speaking or coaching, um, participants or clients will say, do you have a book? <laughs> oh, yes. So, yes. So I was just like, you know, maybe there's something to this. Maybe I need to listen to all of these people asking and, and write this book. And so um, a large part of how I got um, where I am to die today, um, not just as an entrepreneur, but as a corporate leader was by asking, mm. by showing my ask. My dad mm-hmm. used to say all the time, you, you get what you ask for. You don't know unless you ask. And all of these things that I've gotten through, uh, I asked, you know, even getting through the burnout, I asked for help Mm. instead of, you know, like, can you, can you help pick this up? Or, you know, asking my fellow coaches like you can, can, you know, can you help me out? Can you help me market this or that? Mm. So, so that's coming out. The book is coming out. Um, I'm applying to speak in in my first TEDx talk. Um, So I'm getting that application together. Um, I'm also uh, uh, starting a new coaching cohort um, with a client uh, with a whole like whole set of fabulous leaders who um, are leaders and journalists of color in the Philadelphia area. And that is exciting to pour into folks. So I'm doing some keynote speaking and doing a little bit of traveling. I'm getting back into the mix of, of, of traveling and speaking and presenting. And then for next year, I'm, I'm hoping, not hoping I'm going to commit to, because hope is a, hope is a little bit of a power robbing word. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm aiming and committing to building more life in my work life harmony. Mm. Uh, so finding more joy. So uh, doing more projects like singing and, and songwriting and acting and, and filling up those spaces that I used to fill with more work because I felt like busyness meant productivity. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fill it up with the things that fill my cup. And I think that that will really help me be more productive. And that's what I'm looking forward to next year as well. Well, that sounds just glorious. I think, you know, filling your cup, as you said, with things that 
ignite the fire and ignite yeah. the passion. I think that's so important. Oh, Joelle, thank you. It's been such a wonderful conversation with you today. And I think as we as we end off the, the episode, I would love it if you could maybe share by way of a parting shot. Um, maybe, well, if you want to, you could sing it, but something that motivates you, a quote, a song lyric, um, a verse, something that's that's just sort of your mantra that keeps you rising and, and moving forward. You know, I have to say that you got this has been the mantra that has really been keeping me lifted up. Okay. Um, and you've got this, you know, no matter what, you know, no matter what's going on, you've got this. Um, I, I'm a spiritual person. I believe God's got this. Okay. He's, you know, I believe that um, we were all put on this earth to do something big. Mm. Um, and and we still have time. Um, use the time that we have to make the best out of what we have here on this earth. And so, yeah, you got this. Um, and it, it just keeps me keeps me lifted that I am, I've got work to do. And I'm going to keep on doing it, but I've got to be good to myself first. Beautiful, simple and powerful listeners. You've got this. Joelle, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for having me, Arthi. I'm so excited to be here. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. You take care. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode today. If you like what you heard, rate the episode and podcast and feel free to write a review. Plus, of course, share with others too. I love talking around topics like these. So if you like my perspective or insight on a subject close to your heart or something that you're grappling with, reach out to me in your comments or send me an email via my website or connect with me via LinkedIn, Instagram, or Facebook. All my social media are on the podcast information. If it's important to you, then it's important to me. So happy listening to the Inspire Your Life podcast and catch you soon on the next episode. Bye.